0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Krispy Kreme and Mortgages, Canopy Mortgages, Tim Davis, on why he signed with an emerging fintech mortgage company, and the role innovation and technology will play in shaping the mortgage industry's future, and the latest employment figures for the U.S. economy. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Black Knight. Black Knight's data and analytics solutions help lenders mitigate risk and generate more leads and reduce costs. As a result, lenders across the U.S. trust Black Knight's data and analytics to help them be more competitive and grow their business. Some things in life are fleeting, like a frosty glass of rosé, enemy troops singing Christmas carols in the trenches during World War One, or the time when lenders couldn't hire people fast enough because rates were at 3%. I mention this because Krispy Kreme, strawberry glazed donuts, a flavor not seen in two years, is back today, but only through Monday. I participate in Krispy Kreme shops nationwide. No, that's not an advertisement. But it is fleeting for donut aficionados. And who says this commentary never has anything newsworthy? Also fleeting are some astronomical events. Some will tell you that NASA doesn't have much else going on besides coming up with the names of moons every month or two. And along those lines, thanks to Eric D., who pointed out that the common definition of a blue moon, the second full moon in any month, is actually wrong. It's the third full moon in a season that has four full moons per NASA. Wow. Thanks, Eric. (laughs) For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Canopy Mortgages' Tim Davis to talk about why he signed on with an emerging fintech mortgage company, and the role innovation and technology will play in shaping the mortgage industry's future. With over 30 years of mortgage industry, brand development, and coaching experience, Mr. Davis is well-respected among his peers in real estate finance and beyond.
1: Word on the street, Mr. Davis, is you've signed on to work for an emerging fintech company, Canopy Mortgage. Uh, Maybe give us a little background on Canopy and then discuss what motivated you to transition from your previous role to uh, this new position at Canopy Mortgage.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you said it right there in the beginning, a fintech mortgage company, right? If you look at the landscape out there, uh, just in the world today, technology is, is a big player in all industries and certainly going to be a huge player moving forward in the mortgage space. And when you look at a company like Canopy, um, I, I call them a hidden gem amongst giants out there, right? We we have to get the word out and let more people know about what's really happening there at Canopy, they've got a, a world-class organization. Um, they have some amazing software uh, that's proprietary that they built that runs the organization and, and the LOS system. When you when you take that into consideration with what's happening out there in the marketplace and how rapidly business is changing today, I just love the fact that they're really scrappy. They uh, they're young and they're ready to to hit the hit the ground running, and they're already doing some amazing things with origination. I and mean, when you combine the the fact that they own a technology company and, and what they've done there, it just makes really good sense for somebody like myself um, and my background. And I like to be scrappy, too. So, like I said, they're a hidden gem. We've got to get the word out.
1: Yeah, you say scrappiness, hidden gem. What, what exact unique opportunities are you seeing there that were so intriguing to you?
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, they have uh, they built a, an origination platform software, a point of sale called Nano. When you take a look at all the capabilities that it already has, plus what they're adding to it, the features that it comes with, uh, it makes the origination of a loan an incredibly a lot lot cheaper than a lot of competitors are able to put them put a mortgage up together right now. You know, the cost of originating a mortgage in today's world, with all the technology, is has really gone up for a lot of places instead of gone down. And Canopy's found a way to deliver that mortgage 100 to 125 basis points cheaper than the competition. And so you say, well, what happens to that money? Well, it it flows back down to the rate sheet and the originator. And I think in today's marketplace, originators out there that are are well-versed in the game and have done this for some time, they're looking for some transparency and some control and technology. And that's what Canopy brings to the table. All of those things for that originator that's really ready to take control of their, their business and run it how they see fit. Well,
1: before we jump into your role specifically and how you how you plan to help Canopy grow, uh, I got a couple stats here myself in, in some research that I did. Canopy in twenty twenty two, there was three point six billion dollars of loan volume, which which represented a seventeen hundred and sixty three percent revenue growth. Uh, and there's been some awards that that came along with it: EY Entrepreneur of the Year finalists, Scotsman Guide Top Mortgage Lender list. 2023 best mortgage companies to work for. Uh for you specifically, what they're doing great already, but what what strategies do you envision implementing to drive growth for Canopy Mortgage?
2: Yeah, they're doing fantastic. I, I think first off, to circle just back quickly to your previous question, why why do you choose somebody? Uh, the relationship when I first met Canopy, I, I felt like I had known Aaron and McKay for for ages. And I'm sure you've probably had cases in your life where you've met people and you're like, man, it just feels like we go way back, even though we just met. Kindred spirits, I guess you could call it. But when you look at their stats right there, those are some amazing statistics. Yet there is a huge opportunity out there in front of them to really go out there and share their story with originators in today's marketplace that are looking for a place that combines technology, transparency, and control. And so when I look at what we're going to do growth-wise, we're going to get the story out. Uh, I think everything that grows, grows off of a story, right? And if you don't tell that story and get it out to enough people, then you can reach a place where you're sort of stagnant. They've got a great launching point. They've done some amazing work so far. The, The stats speak for themselves. But how many people really know that story and would get intrigued once they n- knew what that story was? So I think with my background and growth and what I've been able to accomplish at some uh, some previous uh, places that I've been, I think we can put together a really good story and get that out there to a lot of people and at least get them exposed to the opportunity and let them decide for themselves if it's right for them.
1: Well, maybe now is a good time to ask you to elaborate on the technology that exists there. in and- how you feel like it sets itself apart from competitors. A lot of companies are talking tech these days, but in your mind, uh, where are the differentiators for Campy?
2: So first and foremost, Stratmore Group performed an independent study. And the, the NBA, when you look at the NBA report, they've come out and said that there's been a 275% increase in the cost to produce a loan since 2012. And that's kind of mind-blowing when you look at the world that we live in and the access that we all have to technology. And you have to go, why, why is the price going up to, or the cost going up to produce produce alone? So Stratmore Group came in and looked at uh, Canopy's cost to produce alone with Nano and found that was 100 to 125 basis points lower than their peers. And you go, well, why is that? How does that work? <laughs> Just give you a, a few of the features about Nano, They have instant accurate rate quotes. They have rate trackers that that have AI built into it that will alert the customer only when it's relevant to the customer scenario to refinance. So that customer is going to get uh, a notification, says, hey, listen, you can save money right now based on your situation. And that just speeds up the process of the customer getting back engaged with the loan officer, Home shoppers can get daily personalized rate quotes, right? The real estate agents can get the rate quotes. Um, it's mobile, mobile friendly, which is huge these days because everybody's out there running around. And so you can give rate quotes on the fly. Um, easy to apply online, upload documents online. In fact, the, the average speed of which they can process a file is about three to one for a processor over existing technologies in the marketplace. And what that means to the originator is today it's super important. You've got to spend 80% of your time marketing your business, which means you have got to get out of your files and into the street, especially with everything that's going on right now. When you have a software that can make your processor three times more productive and you don't have to monitor it and manage it and be in the file all day, then you can do what you're best at, which is shaking hands, kissing babies, meeting and greeting, teaching classes, and rounding in those new applications. So that's some of the just features that it would provide to that originator to help them really do more in today's marketplace and be extremely competitive. Well, that's some good coaching
1: tips. And actually, you've been doing coaching with your brand, The Originator's Guide, for some time now. And I want to ask you, and I think this, this will hugely help our audience here today, how are you helping loan officers overcome today's market conditions and actually win? I mean, rates are increasing, purchase prices are as high as ever, inventory Sucks, for lack of a better term, and there's a the, there's a dwindling quality of purchase leads.
2: Yeah, so let's just take a look at the marketplace. First and foremost, I tell everybody that we coach um, every day. Somebody's going to apply for a mortgage loan. That's just a fact. The, the 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 question that remains is, do they even know to even call you? Which means you've got to market yourself more. You've got to get more exposure. When you look at some statistics that are out there uh, right now, the average real estate agent. OK, I saw it in one of your recent newsletters. I think there's one and a half million real estate agents and somewhere between 574,000 plus listings, like three three realtors to every one listing. When you look at the statistics and you go through MMI data, what you'll find is that the average real estate agent can only fund, I'm not talking about leads, but fund one loan every 12 months with a, with a loan officer. We call those people the onesie twosies. So I always tell my coaching clients, look, you've got to stay in that relationship for 12 solid months to get one transaction. Most people give up. They go to one or two lunches and say, yeah, the agent didn't give me anything. It's not working out. I'll just move on to somebody else. You can't do that in this marketplace and win. You've got to stay with that agent. You've got to do three things. I actually wrote it in my book called The Circle of Referrals. Three things you do with that agent every month. You educate, you appreciate and you ask. But you're not entitled to ask until you do the first two things. And what that looks like is you teach classes, right? One to many type of opportunities. You show appreciation. That could just be a text. That could be a thank you card. That could be, you know, what we call the pot buys. Those things really do work to solidify the relationship. Today, you're going to need about 75 agents that you're calling on on a monthly basis that you're putting through the circle where you educate, you appreciate, and you ask. You need about 75 agents that you're working with. And then the other statistic that's really interesting right now is the active buyer pipeline that you're building up. About 20 percent of that is going to find a contract each month, given the situation of the inventory. So if I want to close, let's say, six transactions a month, that means I need 30 active buyers, which means I've got to be in front of more agents. Now, you talk about the purchase market dwindling. There's something I think is being overlooked by a lot of originators right now. And I got into the game this way by selling payment versus rate. When you look at the trillion dollars worth of credit card debt right now that we have at 24 percent, and you just look at the cost of gas and grocery bills, my grocery bills are over $300 a week. And then by Friday, I wonder what we bought. It's it's affecting that, that homeowner. And so what do they have to be able to combat that with? They have debt consolidations. Uh, so that equity in that house could save them some money. These these rates on credit cards and car loans are are costing them an arm and leg. So they might trade in some of those 3% mortgages for a little bit higher rate. It's tax deductible in a lot of cases to save some money each month. And number two, I think this is really being overlooked and we're coaching originators on. The number one cause of divorce in America is financial stress. And we just talked about the financial stress that's going on right there. And I had a conversation with a customer about 30 days ago. He had a 3% rate and he said, I don't want to give it up. But the problem was his wife ran off with his best friend. So I'm like, Dan, what are you going to do? Take her back? You can take her back. He's like, well, that's not even an option on the table. I said, well, then you're left with two things. find a Refinance this thing and pay her equity out or put it on the market and sell it. So that's going to be a court order. So I think we're going to see a lot of that, unfortunately, heading into Q4. And the really good originators are going to be keeping touch with their database, working 75-plus real estate agents, but they have to find a way to do that. And they have to have good tech on the backside and good processing on the backside to give them the freedom to get out there and manage those kind of numbers in today's market.
1: As much as I want to hear more about this salacious, extramarital story you got going on here, let's, let's get back <laughs> to the, the corporate side of things a little bit. I got a, I got a couple more questions for you here. Yeah. When it comes to your new role at, at Canopy, or Canopy specifically, I, as we said, it's a tough time for mortgage companies. How do you envision your new company adapting to evolving industry trends and client preferences?
2: Well, one one way we're going to adapt is is the technology. So the fact that we have a technology company, I think that puts us light years ahead of other folks that are maybe outsourcing the technology or just getting into the game to build their own technology. So we're already a little bit further down the road and that's going to help help us especially with the um the the new ai that you see out there everywhere right so we're going to we're going to take a really hard look at that and see how we can use that to to help facilitate the sales process and make uh, the role of the originator even that much more friendly or easy in today's market so i think that's one of the things that we've got to look at the other thing is is that you know we're really lean at the top of the house we're not running around with all kinds of middle level management um, it's, it's going straight down to that originator, which gives them the control and the flexibility to make decisions that are right for their business. So we're going to be really working alongside of our team members and saying, hey, what is it that you need? And then making sure that the top of the house fulfills that need for them. And right now it's the freedom and the flexibility to get out there and see more people and take market share. I think that's a really good thing that's out there for our Canopy right now is the ability to be flexible and nimble and scrappy and help those originators that fit that guy to go out there and do the same in their marketplace with great price pricing, unbelievable fulfillment, and the technology to help them free up their day. Those are the things that we're really going to focus on right now and take those originators that really want control back in their life and show them a path in which they can get that and do that. And not only make money, um, but, but have some freedom that comes along with the technology that we're going to continue to build upon.
1: And finally, before I let you go today, in a broader sense for the industry, what role will innovation and technology play in shaping the mortgage industry's future, in your opinion?
2: I think there's a lot of people that think AI is going to take over the world, right? he's <laughs> left on the sideline wondering what happened to us? Um, but I, this is something that I just believe and have believed my entire life, I'll die on this hill. Human beings were created for relationship with each other. And that's never going to change. And when you when you even get scientific about it and you look at people's personality profiles, more than seventy percent of the people on the planet are relationship driven. And regardless of the technology that comes out, they're still going to wa- want to speak with that person. I think local is going to matter even more as we go forward in a global world. Like I don't I don't want to get my advice from AI dentist somewhere. I want to go to Mike down the street. and Go, my tooth hurts. Can you help me? Um, and I'm starting to see a tr- real trend with that, especially after we went through COVID and a lot of us were isolated for a long period of time. I think people are wanting to get back together and they're, they're sensing that uh, hey, I need those relationships. And who is my local mortgage person? Um, so we'll use technology to help decrease costs. We'll use technology to help um, increase the uh, sales activities that someone can do and make their job you know, more fun and easy. Um, but I don't think we're going to get away from the fact that human beings were created to be in relationship with each other. And that's something that's all going to always going to be around. We'll see what the world holds with this AI, but in my opinion uh, that relationship is going to trump it all.
1: I'm with you. The mortgage industry has always been a relationship based business. uh, And there's, there's no way it's going to completely give up uh, that side of things and and people work with who they want to work with and, and they do better work with those that they enjoy working with. So, I wish you the best of luck on your new journey at Canopy. Uh, Hopefully, we'll hear from you soon, and I
2: appreciate you making the time for me today. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Thanks so much.
0: Ahead of this morning's release of the jobs report for August, bond yields were pressured to their lowest closing levels in three weeks yesterday in reaction to the personal income and outlays report for July. The report showed a smaller than expected increase in income which came in at 0.2% when it was expected at 0.3%, and a bigger-than-expected increase in spending, which came in up 0.8% when it was expected up 0.7%. The strength of consumer spending is presenting fresh concern for policymakers hoping to return inflation to the 2% annual target. That strength in spending, coupled with an uptick in the PCE price index to 3.3% year-over-year from 3.0% previously, gives the Fed an argument to keep rates in restrictive territory. The question for investors is less about when, or if, a downturn might occur, but more specifically, when the Fed might start to reverse course on rates. Keep in mind that any fast rate cuts would require the economy nosediving precipitously. This morning brings the August payroll situation, and the economy added 187,000 jobs in August versus 175,000 expectations versus a revised 157,000 jobs in July. The unemployment rate rose to 3.8% when it was expected to remain at 3.5%. And average hourly earnings increased 0.2%, lower than expected, at 0.3%, when they increased 0.4% previously. This is all good news for the Fed. Later this morning brings final August S&P Global Manufacturing PMI, ISM Manufacturing PMI for August, and July Construction Spending. Two Fed speakers are scheduled, Atlanta President Bostich and Cleveland President Master. Before traders head for early exits, despite no early close ahead of the long Labor Day weekend, we begin the day with agency MBS prices better by roughly an eighth, the 10-year yielding 406 after closing yesterday at 4.09%, and the two-year at 4.77%. As a quick reminder, there will be no podcast on Monday for Labor Day.
1: Let's wrap up with a joke and
0: some housekeeping. I started dating a girl. I thought she might be the one. But after looking through her wardrobe and finding a nurse's outfit, a French maid's outfit, and a policewoman's uniform, I finally decided that if she can't hold down a job, she's not for me. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, Black Knight. Black Knight is an award winning software, data, and analytics company that drives innovation in the mortgage and real estate industries and the capital and secondary markets. The company's data and analytics division provides comprehensive property and mortgage data, as well as market leading analytics. To learn more, visit slash climate risk.